0: Certify light like translation by Chris Feiler Traduction Certify that the following text is the absolute truth and no work of fiction. These are parts of a transcript of an interview I've made with a non-human and reptilian being in December 1999. This female being was already in contact with a friend of mine, whose name is given only with the abbreviation EF in the text, since some months. Let me declare, that I was all my life a skeptic about UFOs, alien other weird things and I thought that EF tells me just dreams or fictitious stories when he talked with me about his first contacts with the non-human being Lacerda, I was still a skeptic when I met this being on December 16th last year in that small warm room in the remote house of my friend near to a town in the south of Sweden, despite the fact that I saw now with my own eyes that she was not human. She has told and shown me so many unbelievable things during that meeting that I can't deny the reality and the truth of her words any longer. This is not another of that wrong UFO papers which claim to tell the truth but tell in fact just fiction. I'm convinced that this transcript contains the only truth and therefore you should read it. I had talked with her for over three hours, so the following transcript shows you only shortened parts of the interview because she asked me after the interview not to publish everything she had told me already now. The order of the questions in this transcript is not always the same order in which I had asked them, so it may seem sometimes a little bit confusing to you. Was not easy to delete all the important parts she had asked me to delete from the transcript, so I apologize for the maybe unusual order, I'm in the possession of the entire transcript of the interview. 49 pages with some of my drawings of her body and her equipment, and also of some tapes on which I have the full interview, but I will not reveal this before I have permission from her. I will send this shortened form of the still fascinating document to four of my reliable friends to Finland, Norway, Germany and France and I hope they will translate it into their own languages and into other languages and I hope as many people as possible will be able to read and to understand the transcript." If you receive it, please send it to all your friends via email or make printouts and copy them. I certify furthermore, that various paranormal abilities of her species like telepathy and telekinesis, including the moving and dancing of my pencil on the table without touching and the flying of an apple around 40 centimeters over her hands, were shown to me during the 3 hours and 6 minutes of the meeting and I'm absolutely sure that these abilities were no tricks. The following is certainly difficult to understand and to believe for someone who hasn't experienced it, but I was really in contact with her mind and I'm now completely sure that everything she said during the interview is the absolute truth about our world. Unfortunately, if I read the entire transcript and, much more, this very shortened form by myself I have the strong impression, that everything I've written sounds too unbelievable to be true that everything sounds more like a bad science fiction story from TV or cinema and I have doubts that anyone will believe my experiences. But they are true, if you believe it or not, I can't expect from you that you believe my simple words without evidence, but I can't give you that evidence. Please read the transcript and think about it and you will maybe see the truth in these words, there will be a new meeting between me and her, again in the same house in Sweden, on April 23, 2000, and she promised me to give me maybe some evidence for her existence. In the meantime I collect questions which I will ask her then. Maybe she gives me permission to reveal more of the missing parts in that transcript and about the coming war, believe it or not, this makes no real difference, but I hope you will believe." Oleke, Transcript of Interview, Shortened Version, December 16, 1999 Question First of all, who are you and what are you? Are you an extraterrestrial species or can your origin be found on this planet?
1: Answer, as you could see with your own eyes, I'm not a human being like you and to be honest I'm no real mammal, despite my partly mammal-like body features, which are a result of evolution. I'm a female reptile being, belonging to a very old reptilian race. We are the native Terrans and we live on that planet since millions of years. We are mentioned in your religious writings like your Christian Bible, and many of the ancient human tribes were aware of our presence and worshipped us as gods, for example the Egyptians and the Inca and many other old tribes. Your Christian religion has misunderstood our role in your creation, so we are mentioned as evil serpent in your writings. This is wrong. Your race was genetically engineered by aliens and we were just the more or less passive visitors of this accelerated evolution process. You must know, some of your scientists have already supposed this, that your species had evolved in a naturally completely impossible speed within just 2-3 millions of years. This is absolutely impossible, because evolution is a much slower process if it's natural but you have not understood this. Your creation was artificial and done by genetic engineering, but not by us but by an alien species. If you ask me, if I'm an extraterrestrial, I must answer no. A native Terrans. We had and have some colonies in the solar system, but we originate on this planet. It's in fact our planet and not yours. It was
0: never yours. Question: Can you tell me your name?
1: Answer: This is difficult because your human tongue is not able to pronounce it correctly. And a mispronunciation of our names is very offensive for some of my kind. Our language is very different from yours, but my name is, I will try to say it smoother by use of your human letters, something like shiashakasksh for the very, very strong pronunciation of the sh and k sounds. We have no four names like you but only a single but unique name which is divided and characterized by the way of speaking and which is given not to children, who have a known children name. But only in a special procedure in the adolescent age at the time of either religious or scientific enlightenment or awareness, as you would call it, I would appreciate it if you don't try to say my real name with your human tongue, please call me Lassiter, this is the name I generally use when I'm among humans and talk with them.
0: Question, how old are you?
1: Answer, we measure the time not like you in astronomical years and in the revolving of the earth around sun because we usually live beneath the surface of the planet our time measurement depends on periodically returning cycles in the earth magnetic field and according to this and said with your numbers i'm today let me calculate 57653 cycles old i have reached my adult phase and my awareness 16337 cycles ago this is a very important date for us According to your human time scale, I'm around 28 years old.
0: Question. What is your task? Do you have a job like us?
1: Answer. To say it with your words, I'm a curious student of the social behavior of your species. That's why I'm here and talk to you, that's why I have revealed my real nature to EF and now to you and that's why I give you all that secret information and why I will try to answer all the questions on your many sheets of paper honestly. I will see how you react, how others of your kind react. There are so many crazies and liars of your kind on this planet who claim to know the truth about us, about UFOs, about aliens and so on and some of you believe their lies. I'm interested to see how your species will react if you make the truth, which I will tell you now. Public, I'm quite sure every one of you will refuse to believe my words, but I hope I'm wrong, because you need to understand if you want to survive the coming
0: years. Question, I've read your full statement, which you have given to EF, about this, but can you give me now just a short answer? Are UFOs real flying objects piloted by extraterrestrials or do they belong to your species?
1: Answer, some observed UFOs, as you call them, belong to us, but most not. Most of the mysterious flying objects in the sky are not technological devices but mainly misinterpretations of natural phenomena your scientists have not understood like spontaneous plasma flares in the high atmosphere. Nevertheless, some UFOs are real craft belonging either to your own species, especially to your military, or to other alien species or at last to us. But a minority of sighted craft belongs really to us, because we are generally very careful with our movements in the atmosphere and we have special ways to hide our ships. If you read a report about a sighting of a metallic bright grey cigar-shaped cylindrical object with a length of, there are different types, let me say between 20 and 260 of your metres and if this object had made a very deep humming sound and if there were five bright red lights on the metallic surface of the cigar, one at the top, one in the middle two at the end, then it's likely that someone of you have seen one of our ships and this means that it was either partly defect or that someone of us was not careful enough. We have also a very small fleet of disc-shaped craft, but such UFOs belong usually to an alien species. Triangular UFOs belong generally to your own military but they use foreign technology to build them. If you really want to try to see one of our craft, you should have a look at the skies over the Arctic. The Antarctic and over in Eurasia, especially over the mountains there.
0: Question, have you a special symbol or something like that with which we can identify your kind?
1: Answer, we have two major symbols representing our species. One, the more ancient symbol is a blue serpent with four white wings on a black background, the colors have religious meanings for us. This symbol was used from certain parts of my society, but it is today very seldom, you humans have copied it very often in your old writings. The other symbol is a mystic being you would call a dragon in the shape of a circle with seven white stars in the middle. This symbol is much more common today, if you see one of that symbols on a cylindrical craft I've described in my previous answer or on some underground installation, this thing or place belongs definitely to us, and I would advise you to go away from there as soon as possible.
0: Question, the seven stars in the second symbol you've mentioned, do they mean the Pleiades?
1: Answer, Pleiades? No. Actually, The seven stars are planets and moons and they are a symbol for our former seven colonies in the solar system. Stars are shown in front of a blue background and the dragon circle means the shape of Earth. Seven white stars mean moon, Mars, Venus and four moons of Jupiter and Saturn. We had colonized in the past, two colonies are no longer in use and abandoned, so five stars would be more correct.
0: As you have not allowed me to make photos, what would be very useful to prove your real existence and the truth of this story? Can you describe yourself detailed?
1: Answer, I know that it would be helpful to prove the authenticity of this interview if you can make some photos from me. Otherwise, you humans are very skeptic, that's good for us and for the real alien species acting secretly on this planet, so even if you had such photos, many of your kind would say that they are fraud that I'm just a masked human woman or something like that, that would be very offensive for me, you must understand that I can't give you permission to make photos of me or of my equipment. This have various reasons, which I want not to discuss with you further, but one of the reasons is the keeping up of the secrecy of our existence, another reason is more religious. Nevertheless, you have permission to make drawings of my look and of my equipment I can show you later, I can also try to describe myself, but I doubt that others of your kind will be able to imagine my real look just from simple words, because the automatic denial of the existence of reptilian species and generally of intelligent species other than your own is part of the programming of your mind, well, I will try. Imagine the body of a normal human woman and you have at first a good imagination of my body. Like you, I have a head, two arms, two hands. Two legs and two feet and the proportions of my body are like yours. As I'm female I have also two breasts. Despite our reptile origin, we have started to give milk to our babies during the evolution process. This happened around 30 million years ago, because this is the best thing to keep the young alive. Evolution had done this for your species already in the dinosaur age and, a little bit later, also for ours. That means not that we are now real mammals, but the breasts of us are not as large as those of human woman and the size of them is generally equal for every female of my kind. The external reproduction organs are for both sexes smaller than those of humans, but they are visible and they have the same function as yours. Another gift of evolution to our species, my skin is mainly of a green beige color, more pale green, and we have some patterns of brown irregular dots each dot of the size of one to two centimeters, on our skin and in our face. The patterns are different for both sexes but females have more, especially in the lower body and in the face, you can see them in my case as two lines over the eyebrows crossing my forehead, at my cheek and at my chin. My eyes are a little bit larger than human eyes, for this reason, we can see better in the darkness and usually dominated from the large black pupils, which are surrounded from a small bright green iris. Males have a dark green iris. The pupil is slit and can change its size from a small black line to a wide open egg-shaped oval. Because our retina is very light sensitive and the pupil must compare this, we have external round ears but they are smaller and not so curved as yours, but we can hear better because our ears are more sensitive for sonic, we can also hear a wider range of sonic. There's a muscle or lid over the ears which can completely close them, for example underwater. Our nose is more pointed and there is a v-shaped curving between the nostrils, which enabled the ancestors to see temperature. We have lost most of this ability, but we can still feel temperature much better with this organ, our lips are shaped like yours, those of females a little bit larger than those of males, but of a pale brown color and our teeth are very white and strong and a little bit longer and sharper than your soft mammal teeth. We have no different hair colors like you, but there is a tradition to color the hairs in different ages, and the original color is, like mine, a greenish brown. Our hairs are thicker and stronger than yours and they grow very slow. In addition, the head is the only part of our body where we have hairs, our body, arms and legs are similar in shape and size to yours, but the color is different, green beige, like the face, and there are scale-like structures on the upper legs, over the knee, and upper arms, over the elbow. Our five fingers are a little bit longer and thinner than human fingers and our skin on the palm is plain, so we have no lines like you but again a combination of a scale like skin structure and of the brown dots. Both sexes have the dots on the palm, and we have no fingerprints like you. If you touch my skin, you will feel that it is smoother than your hairy skin. There are small sharp horns on the upside of both middle fingers. The fingernails are grey and generally longer than yours. You see that my nails are not so long and round at the top. This is because I'm female. Males have sharp pointed nails with a length of sometimes 5 or 6 of your centimeters. The following feature is very different from your body and part of our reptilian origin. If you touch the backside of my upper body you will feel a hard bony line through my clothing. This is not my spine but a very difficult shaped external plate structure of skin and tissue following exactly our spine from the head to the hip. There is an extremely high number of nerves and large blood vessels in this structure and in the plates, which are around 2 or 3 centimeters long and very touch sensitive. This is the reason why we have always problems to sit in chairs with a back like this chair. The main task of these small plates, beside a role in our sexuality, is simply the regulation of our body temperature and if we sit in natural or artificial sunlight, these plates become more blood filled and the vessels become wider and the sun is able to heat up our reptoid blood, which circulates through the body and through the plates, for many degrees and that gives us a great pleasure, what else is different from your kind? Oh, we have no navel, because we were born in a different way to your mammal birth. The other exterior differences from your kind are minor and I think I must not mention all now, because most of them are not visible if we wear clothing. I hope the description of my body was detailed enough. I would advise you to make some drawings.
0: Question: What kind of clothing do you generally wear? I suppose this is not the way you dress normally.
1: Answer: No, I wear this human everyday clothing only when I'm among humans. To be honest, it's not very comfortable for me to wear such tight things and it is always a very unusual feeling. If we are in our own home, this means in our subterranean home, or in our large artificial sun areas and if we are together with others near to our own name, we are usually naked. Is this shocking for you? When we are in the public and together with many others of my species we wear very wide and soft clothing made of thin, light stuff. I have told you that many parts of our bodies are very touch-sensitive, mostly the small back plates, so we can't feel comfortable in tight clothing because it can hurt us. Man and woman wear often the same kind of clothing, but the colors are different for the sexes.
0: Question, you said others near to your own name. Do you mean your family?
1: Answer. No, not really. You would call it family but with this word you mean only those of your kind which belong genetically together like father or mother and child. As I have said earlier we have a very difficult and unique name. Part of the pronunciation of that name is absolute unique and there is no other being with the same name, but part of this name, the middle part, is pronounced in a way that told the others to which family, I must use the word, because you haven't the right one in your vocabulary, you belong. This means not that all in that group are genetically related to you, because these groups are usually very large and contain between 40 and 70 of us. This group includes generally your genetic relations, except one of them had decided to left this group, and your connection with father and mother is often the strongest. It would be too difficult for me to explain you now our very old social system which is very complex and we would need many hours only for the primary things. Maybe we can meet another time and I can give you detailed descriptions
0: of all these things. Question: Have you a tail like normal reptiles?
1: Answer: Do you see one? No, we have no visible tail. If you look at our skeleton, there is only a small rounded bone at the end of our spine behind the pelvis. This is a useless rudiment of the tail of our ancestors, but it is not visible from the outside. Oh, our embryos have tails during the first months of development, but these tails disappear before they were born. A tail makes only sense for a primitive species which tries to walk on two legs and must hold the balance with the tail. But our skeleton had changed during evolution and our spine is nearly in the same shape as yours, so we need no tail to stay on two feet.
0: Question. You said that you were born in a different way to us. Do you lay eggs?
1: Answer, yes, but not like your birds or primitive reptiles. Actually, the embryo grows in a protein liquid inside the mother's womb, but there is also an egg-shaped but very thin chalk hull around it, that fills the whole womb. Embryo inside this hull is completely ducky from the mother's body and it has every substance it needs to develop inside this chalk hull. There is also a cord like your navel cord which is connected to a point hidden behind the back plates. When the baby is going to be born, the whole egg is pressed through the vagina covered in a slimy protein substance and the baby came out of this soft egg after some minutes. These two horns on our middle fingers were instinctively used from babies to break through the chalk hull to take their first breath. Our young are not so large as your babies when they were born, they are between 30 and 35 of your centimeters tall, the egg is around 40 centimeters tall. This is because our vagina is smaller than a human one, but we grow to a normal size of 1,60 to 1.80 meters.
0: Question, What about your body temperature? You've said that you enjoy to lay in the sun. What effect has this to your organism?
1: Answer, we are no mammals and as reptiles our body temperature depends on the temperature of our surrounding. If you touch my hand you will maybe feel that it is colder than yours, because our normal body temperature is around 30 to 33 degrees Celsius. If we sit in the sun, especially naked and with our row of small back plates, in the sun, our body temperature can rise for 8 or 9 degrees within minutes. This rise causes a production of many enzymes and hormones in our body, our heart and brain and every organ becomes more active and we feel than very, very good. You humans only enjoy being in the sun but for us it is the greatest pleasure you can imagine, maybe like your sexual excitement. We also enjoy swimming in very warm water or other liquids to rise our body temperature. If we are for some hours in the shadow, our temperature goes back to 30 to 33 degrees. This can cause no harm to us, but we feel much better in the sun. We have artificial sunrooms in the underground, but this is not the same for us like the real sun.
0: Question: What do you eat? Answer:
1: Generally various things like you, flesh, fruit, vegetables, special kinds of fungus from subterranean farms and other things. We can also eat and digest some substances which are poisonous for you. Main difference between you and us is that we must eat flesh, because our body needs the proteins, we can't live completely vegetarian like your kind because our digestion would stop working and we would die after some weeks or maybe months without flesh. Any of us eat raw flesh or other things which would be disgusting for you, personally, I prefer cooked flesh and surface fruits like apples or
0: oranges. Question. Can you tell me something about the natural history and evolution of your species? How old is your species? Have you evolved from primitive reptiles as mankind has evolved from apes?
1: Answer, oh, this is a very long and complex story and it sounds certainly unbelievable to you, but it's the truth. I will try to explain it in short. Around 65 million years ago, many of our run advanced ancestors from the dinosaur race died in a great global cataclysm. The reason for this destruction was not a natural disaster, an asteroid impact as your scientists believe falsely, but a war between two enemy alien groups that took mainly place in the orbit and high atmosphere of your planet. According to our limited knowledge about the early days this global war was the first alien war on planet Earth but it was definitely not the last, and a future war is coming soon, while a cold war, as you call it, between alien groups is ongoing since the last 73 years on your planet. The opponents in this 65 million year old war were two advanced alien species, whose both names are again not pronounceable for your tongues. I'm able to say them but it would hurt your ear if I tell you the names in their original way. One race was humanoid like your species, but much older, and was from this universe, from a solar system in the star constellation you call Procyon today in your maps. The other species, about which we know not so much, was a reptilian species, but they have nothing to do with our own species. Because we have evolved from local Saurians without exterior influence, except the successful manipulation of our own genes by us. More about that later. The advanced reptilian species came not from this universe but from a, well, how should I explain it to you? Your scientists have not really understood the true nature of the universe, because your illogical mind is not able to see the easiest things and relies on wrong mathematics and numbers. This is part of the genetic programming of your kind to which I will come later. Let me say, that you are nearly as far away from the understanding of the universe as you were 500 years ago. To use a term you will maybe understand. The other species came not from this universe but from another bubble in the foam of the omniverse. You would call it maybe another dimension. But this is not the right word to describe it correctly. By the way, the term dimension is generally wrong in the way you understand it. The fact you should remember is, that advanced species are able to walk between bubbles by use of, as you would call it, quantum technology and sometimes in special ways only by use of their mind. My own species had also advanced mental abilities in comparison to your species, but we are not able to do the matter string-slash-bubble changing without technology, but other species active on this planet are able and this looks to you like magic as it had to your ancestors. Back to our own history, the first species, the humanoids, had reached Earth around 150 years before the reptilians and they built some colonies on the former continents. There was a large colony on the continent you call Antarctica today and another one in the continent you call Asia today. These people lived together with animal-like saurians on the planet without problems. When the advanced reptilian species arrived in this system, the humanoid colonists from Procyon tried to communicate peacefully, but they were not successful and a global war started within months. You must understand that both species were interested in this young planet not for his biology and undeveloped species, but for only one reason, raw material, especially copper. To understand this reason, you must know that copper is a very important material for some advanced species, even today, because it is together with some unstable materials, able to produce new stable elements if you induce a high electromagnetic field in the right angle with a high nuclear radiation field to produce an overcrossing of fluctuating fields. The fusion of copper with other elements in such a magnetic, radiation field chamber can produce a force field of special nature that is very useful for various technological tasks. But the base for this is an extremely complex formula you are not able to discover because of the restrictions of your simple mind, both species wanted to have the copper of planet Earth and for this reason they fought a not very long war in space and orbit. The humanoid species seemed to be successful during the first time, but in a last battle the reptilians decided to use a mighty experimental weapon a special kind of fusion bomb which should destroy the life forms on the planet but should not harm the valuable raw materials and the copper, the bomb was fired from space and detonated at a point of your planet you call Middle America today. As it detonated in the ocean, it produced an unpredictable fusion with hydrogen and the effect was much stronger than the reptilians had expected. Deadly radiation, an overproduction of fusion oxygen, a fallout of different elements and a nuclear winter for nearly 200 years were the result. Most of the humanoids were killed and the reptilians lost their interest on the planet after some years for, even for us, unknown reasons, maybe because of the radiation. Planet Earth was on its own again and the animals on the surface died. By the way, one result of the fusion bomb was the fallout of different elements and the materials created in the burning process and one of those materials was iridium. Your human scientists today see the iridium concentration in the ground as an evidence for an asteroid impact that killed the dinosaurs. That is not true, but how should you know that? Well. Most of the dinosaurs died, not all in the detonation but in the bad things which came after the war, especially in the nuclear winter and in the fallout, nearly all dinosaurs and reptilians were dead within the next 20 years. Some of them, especially those in the oceans, were able to survive for the next 200 to 300 years even in this changed world, but these species also died, because the climate had changed. The nuclear winter ended after 200 years, but it was colder on Earth than before, despite the cataclysm, some species were able to survive, fish, like the sharks, birds, little creepy mammals, your ancestors, various reptiles like crocodiles. And there was a special kind of small but advanced dinosaurs which had developed together with the last large animal reptilians like the species you called Tyrannosaurus. This new reptile was walking on two legs and looked a little bit like your reconstruction of an iguanodon. It originated in this family, but it was smaller, around 1.50 meters tall, with some humanoid features, a changed bone structure, a larger skull and brain, a hand with a thumb which was able to grab things, a different organism and digestion, advanced eyes in the middle of the head like your eyes and most important with a new and better brain structure. This was our direct ancestor, there are theories that the radiation from the bomb took part in the mutations of the organism of this new breed, but this is not proven. Nevertheless, this little humanoid-like dinosaur evolved during the following 30 million years, as I have said earlier, a species need generally more time to evolve than you think, if the evolution is not artificially induced like in your case. From an animal to a more or less thinking being, these beings were intelligent enough not to die in the next millions of years, because they learned to change their behavior, they lived in caves instead in the cold nature and they learned to use stones and branches as first tools and the use of fire as help to warm them, especially to warm their blood which is very important for our kind to survive. During the next 20 million years this species was divided by nature into 27 subspecies. Unfortunately, former reptilian species were prone to divide themselves in a more or less illogical way into subspecies during the evolution process. You can clearly see this in the unnecessary high number of animal dinosaur species in earlier times, and there were many, mainly primitive, wars between this subspecies for dominance. Well, Nature was not very friendly to us and as far as we know from the 27 subspecies 24 were extinct in primitive wars and in evolution, because their organism and mind was not developed enough to survive and, as main reason, they were not able to change their blood temperature in the right way if the climate changed. Fifty million years after the war and after the end of dinosaurs, only three, now also technological, Advanced reptilian species were remaining on this planet together with all the other lower animals. Through natural and artificial crossbreeding these three species were united to one reptilian species and through the invention of genetic manipulations, we were able to eliminate the dividing prone genes in our genetic structure. According to our history and belief, this was the time when our final reptilian race, as you see me today, was created by use of genetic engineering. This was around 10 million years ago and our revolution nearly stopped at this point. Well, actually there were some minor changes in our look toward a more humanoid and mammal-like appearance during the coming ages, but we have not divided again into subspecies. You see, we are a very old race in comparison to your kind, which was jumping around as small monkey-like animals in the trees at this time while we invented technology, colonized other planets of this system built large cities on this planet, which disappeared without a trace in the ages, and engineered our own genes while your genes were still those of animals. Ten million years ago the small simians started to grow and they came down from the trees to the ground, again because of the change of the climate especially on the so-called African continent, but they evolved very slow, as it is normal for a mammal and if nothing extraordinary had happened to your kind, we wouldn't be able to sit here and talk because I would sit in my comfortable modern house and you would sit in your cave clothed with fur and trying to discover the secrets of fire, or you would maybe sit in one of our zoos. But the things had developed differently and you believe now you are the crown of creation and you can sit in the modern house and we must hide and live beneath the earth and in remote areas. Around 1.5 million years ago, another alien species arrived at earth, it was surprisingly the first species since over 60 million years. This would be more surprising for you if you would know how many different species are today here. The interest of this humanoid species, you call them elegium today, was not the raw material and the copper, it were to our astonishment the unadvanced aped humanoids. Despite of our presence on this planet, the aliens decided to help the apes to evolve a little bit faster, to serve them in the future as some kind of slave race in coming wars. The fate of your species was not really important for us. But we didn't like the presence of the Elohim on our planet and they didn't like our presence on their new galactic zoo planet and so your sixth and seventh creation was the reason for a war between us and them. You can read about that war for example partly in the book you call Bible in a very strange way of description. The real truth is a very long and difficult story. I continue?
0: Question. No, not now. I've made some notes about your history and now I have some questions.
1: Answer, Please ask.
0: Question: First of all, you handle with a very large time scale. You claim that your primitive ancestors lived together with the dinosaurs, survived the, as you called it, artificial cataclysm and evolved then over 40 million years and your evolution was completed 10 million years ago. This sounds very unbelievable to me. Can you say something to this?
1: Answer. I understand that this must sound absolutely unbelievable to you, because you are a young and genetically engineered species. Your historical horizon ends at a scale of just some thousands of years and you think this is right. But it isn't. This is impossible. Your programmed mind is obviously not able to handle with such large time scales. Our evolution time may seem incredible long to you, but this is in fact the original way of nature. Remember, your early mammal ancestors developed together with dinosaurs and they survived the bomb like us. They evolved slowly during the next millions of years and they divided into various species and shapes, some of them larger, some of them smaller. This is evolution of the body, but what about their mind and intelligence? we simple animals. Mammals evolved since, let us say, 150 millions of years. But only in the last 2 to 3 millions of years they were able to become intelligent and thinking. And within this small period, beings like you were created. Nature? 148 millions of years' time for the evolution of animal like mammals, 2 millions of years' time for the development of, more or less, intelligent beings like you? Ask yourself. Do you really think this accelerated evolution is natural? Then your species is more ignorant than I've thought. We have not evolved wrong but you.
0: Question, I understand. But I have another question. You've mentioned many facts about the ancient war between the aliens 65 million years ago. This happened very long before your kind became really intelligent, as far as I have understood you. Why do you know so many things about that first war and about the evolution of your species?
1: Answer: This is a good question, much better than the previous, and I have not explained it properly to you. Our knowledge about the first war comes completely from an ancient artifact, which was found around 16,000 years ago from our archaeologists on the continent you call North America today. They found there a round plate with a diameter of approximately 47 of your centimeters. The plate was made of an even-for-us-unknown magnetic material and inside the plate there was another smaller crystal plate which contained an enormous amount of information coded in the molecular structure of the crystal. This memory plate was manufactured from the last bomb survivors of human race from Procyon already 65 million years ago but it was completely intact when we found it. Our scientists were able to encode the messages and data and so we heard the first time about the events which took place in the distant past and which led to the extinction of the dinosaurs. The plate contained detailed descriptions of both species, but more about the humanoids, and about the events and weapons, including the fusion bomb. It contained also a description of the animals and saurians on Earth, including our pre-intelligent ancestor species. The rest of our knowledge about our evolution comes from skeletons and from the back-reading and the encoding of our DNA. You see, we know the real truth about our roots since 16,000 years before that time. There was a more religious idea of our creation.
0: Question, what have happened with both alien species?
1: Answer: We don't know exactly. Surviving humanoids on Earth obviously died in the years after the bomb and others of their kind and the reptilians never came back to Earth, as far as we know. Concerning the reptilian aliens, there is a possibility that it was physically impossible for them to return, because the matter between bubbles is sometimes in rapid movement. The current theory is, that both species had ceased to exist during the millions of years.
0: Question: You've mentioned skeletons of your kind. How can it be, that human scientists haven't found any trace of you and your ancestors if you really live for such a long time on this planet? We have found many skeletons of primitive dinosaurs, but none of an advanced reptilian being with a larger skull and brain and a hand with a thumb as you have described it before.
1: Answer, yes, you have. Your great scientists were not able to reconstruct the skeletons completely because they wanted to reconstruct reptilian animals, not intelligent beings. You would laugh if you would know how many of the, especially small, saurian skeletons in your museums are totally wrong constructions of never-existing beings, because you used many bones which didn't really belong together and sometimes you made artificial bones if something was missing you needed to construct an animal saurian. Many of your scientists are aware of this problem, but they don't make it public because they can't explain it and they claim, that the right bones were just missing and their reconstruction is right. Many bones of us were used for iguanodon reconstructions, for example the hands with the visible thumb, look at an iguanodon in a museum and you will see that I'm right, a scientist in the country you call United States had built a nearly correct skeleton of our kind some years ago, but the local government, which is partly aware of our existence, confiscated the reconstruction. As we live today, and since thousands of years, nearly completely beneath the Earth, you will not find any cadavers or skeletons of us.
0: Question. You speak sometimes about underground cities and artificial sunlight. Do you mean something like a hollow Earth with this? Is there a second sun inside our planet?
1: Answer: No, Earth is not really completely hollow and there is no second sun inside. This story is ridiculous and physically not possible, even your species should be intelligent enough not to believe this. Do you know how much mass a sun must have to produce energy and light for a longer time by fusion? you really think that there could be a small active sun inside the planet? When I talk about our subterranean home, I talk about large cave systems. Caves you have discovered near to the surface are tiny in comparison to real caves and huge caverns deeper in the earth, in a depth of 2,000 to 8,000 of your meters, but connected with many hidden tunnels to the surface or to surface near caves, and we live in large and advanced cities and colonies inside such caves, major sites of us are beyond the Arctic, the Antarctic, Inner Asia, North America and Australia. If I talk about artificial sunlight in our cities I don't mean a real sun but the various technological sources of light, including gravitational sources, which illuminates the caverns and tunnels. There are special cave areas and tunnels with a strong UV light in every city and we use that places to heat our blood. Furthermore, we have also some surface sun places in remote areas, especially in America and Australia.
0: Question. Where can we find such a surface near entry to your world?
1: Answer. Do you really think I will tell you their exact location? If you want to find such an entry, you have to search it by yourself, but I would advise you not to do that. When I came to the surface four days ago, I used an entry approximately 300 of your kilometers north from here near to a large lake, but I doubt that you would be able to find it. There are only a few entries in this part of the world, more afar more north and east, as a little advice, if you are in a narrow cave or in a tunnel or even in something that looks to you like an artificial mine shaft and as deeper you walk as smoother appear the walls and if you feel unusual warm air streaming from the depth or if you hear the rushing sound of streaming air in a ventilation or elevator shaft. Then look for a special kind of artificial and smooth wall somewhere in the cave with a door made of grey metal, if you would be able to open that door, but I doubt this, you would be in a usually round technical room with ventilation systems and elevators to the depth. This is probably an entry to our world. If you have reached this point, you should know that we are now definitely aware of your presence, you are already in big trouble if you have entered the round room but you should look for one of the two reptilian symbols on the walls. If there are no symbols or other symbols, you are maybe in bigger trouble as you think, because not every underground installation belongs to our kind. Some new tunnel systems are operated from alien races, including hostile races. My general advice if you find yourself in a, for you, strange underground installation, run away as fast as you can.
0: Question. You mentioned earlier that you use the name Lacerda when you are among humans and that you enjoy it to be in the real sun on the surface of Earth. But how can you be among humans? You don't look like us, so anyone will see that you belong to another species. I have nobody seen and described a being like you if your kind lives already since our creation together with us on the same planet. Can you explain that to me?
1: Answer, first, my kind was of course seen and described and worshipped, many times in your primitive past, for example in your religious writings like your Christian Bible. You can find descriptions and even simple drawings of us for also in the southern part of the American continent on various temples, so-called wise men from India and from the Asian mountains have described our species many times in writings, together with other wise men from the African continent. I think we are the most mentioned non-human species, may be beside the allogene, in your history. If you don't believe me, have a look at your history and you will see the truth in my words. Your great scientists called the belief in our superstition and religion and today's intelligent humans have forgotten our presence on the surface in the past. Furthermore, our species is seen even today sometimes from human witnesses in its original shape on earth or in our surface near entries and tunnel systems. But fortunately you and your media didn't take the reports of such crazies serious. That's good for us and that's the reason why we allow those people to see us as we really are. Some of my species are also in direct contact with human scientists and politicians from the surface. But this is top secret dash as you would call it, and nobody of your public knows anything about it. The matter of these meetings is generally the upcoming war within between the alien species and our assistance in this war, but there is also another explanation, why we can walk among you and why you are not able to recognize us, mimicry. The following may again sound unbelievable and even shocking to you, but as you have asked I will explain it. I have told you before. That we have more advanced mental abilities than your species and with more advanced I mean, that we are able to use telepathy and telekinesis from our birth on. In fact, mother and newborn child communicate generally with telepathy during the first months, without special training as you need it to activate these sleeping parts of your brain. The structure of our brain is a little bit different to yours and our hypothesis is larger and more active than yours, especially when we are in sunlight. Our own abilities are very strong in comparison to yours, but weak in comparison to the matter string slash bubble mind forces of some of the alien species on this planet. I was never very good in that mind things, but we all have these primary abilities and can use them for example for our protection or even for attack. When we are on the surface and we meet human beings, even a large group of them, this makes no difference. All of your minds are like one mind, we are able to touch their mind and induce them via telepathy. The command see us as one of your kind and the weak human mind will accept this order without refusion and they will see us, despite our reptilian look, as normal humans. I've done this many times and you weak humans generally see me as an attractive brown-haired woman, because I have created this special mimicry image in my mind years ago and I can induce it into your minds without problems. I've needed some time at the beginning to learn the use of the mimicry correctly, but then it worked nearly automatically and I can even walk among a group of yours and nobody will recognize what I am. There is a simple switch, see us as we really are see us as we want you to see us, in your consciousness which was placed there from the Elohim when they created your kind and we can use this switch to convince you that you see humans when you look at us, other aliens use this switch, too, it is easier as you think. When there are meetings between your kind and aliens which seem to look exactly like yours, these aliens have used that switch and some of the meetings with man-like aliens can be also explained with meetings with my kind. When I met E.F. the first time, he saw me also as a normal human woman and I remember that he was very frightened and shocked when I revealed him my real appearance.
0: Question, do you mean, that you can really make me believe that I talk now with an attractive brown-haired human woman instead of a reptilian being like you?
1: Answer, probably, but I don't think so in your special case. When someone expects to see a human woman instead of me, I can do it without problems with his mind, even with large groups, because nobody expects to see a reptile woman, but I have allowed your mind to see me in my original appearance from our first meeting on and I have never induced something into your mind, so you have already realized that I'm not human. If I would now try to change this, it would probably lead to an absolute confusion or to unconsciousness and I don't want to harm you, as I have said I'm not very good in these things.
0: Question, that's very scary. Can you kill with those abilities?
1: Answer, yes, but it's forbidden. This means not that it was not done in previous times.
0: Question, have both sexes these abilities?
1: Answer, yes.
0: Question, what about photos? How do you appear on photos?
1: Answer: This is a silly question. I appear on photos as a reptile being, because I can't have influence on the photo or on the camera itself but only on the photographer's mind. If he or she would develop the film and show the photo to others, they would see me in my original shape. That's the reason why it is forbidden for our kind to be filmed or photographed and we must avoid every camera on the surface. That is very difficult and we were filmed sometimes in the past without our knowledge, especially from certain of your governments and secret
0: agencies. Question: What other commands can your kind induce into our minds? Something like serve us or obey?
1: Answer. This is again a strange question. We are not your enemy, most of us not, so why should we do this? To answer your question, it depends on the strength of the human mind and on the strength of the sending reptilian. There is no service or serve me switch in your mind, so such a command is much more difficult to induce. If the human mind and consciousness is weak and the reptilian inducer is experienced in these things and was some hours in the sun before he or she tries to do it, then it could probably work for a certain time. There are secret teachings about such things but I've never learned anything about it. I use my primary abilities for mimicry and for communication with my own kind and sometimes for other private things, but I've never used it to harm humans or their mind. I would appreciate it if we... If we can end with this topic here.
0: Question. A last question. You said earlier, that you can hide your UFOs. Do you use the same abilities to do this?
1: Answer, yes, but on a technical base. There is a powerful device inside each craft which is able to send an artificial signal to your minds to convince... ...that you see either nothing but only the sky or that you see normal aircraft like planes instead of our ships. This isn't used very often, because we avoid human public when we move and the atmosphere. You are able to see our UFOs it means that the device is either defect or deactivated for some reason.